listening to Our Wayward Life, a podcast about living life a bit differently. We're Natalie and Daniel, a married couple from Tennessee. In 2015, we sold everything we owned, moved overseas, and we've been living the expat life ever since. Stick around to hear about our travel experiences, both good and bad, our expat adventures, and everything in between. Hey, we're finally back. Damn, man, that is loud. Well, hello. It's a new year and I fucking just lost my hearing. It's so loud. That was. I don't know how that happened all of a sudden. Ooh, I'm awake now. I was feeling a little sleepy, but now I'm good. Good Lord. All right. I don't know who did Happy that. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah, and welcome to being deaf like the rest of us. <laughs> That went off the rails, yeah. And the two people that we had that listened to us just stopped listening. Yeah, we'll find some other weirdos. Yeah, sorry people. But we are back with another episode, finally. Yeah, here we are. It's 2023. We're excited. We kicked 2022 in the ass and told it can go. Yeah, it can go do one. Yeah. There are some choice words we gave to that year, but... It's over and done with. Yeah. Um, we are coming to you from a very exciting Saturday night on our couch in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. We're living life on the edge right now. Yeah. We are drinking a delicious beer, though. It's from Southern Grist in Nashville, Tennessee, and it is called Triple Coconut, and it is it's delicious. batch one theory stout, I think. It is fantastic. Yeah. It'll definitely get you places. Yeah, it's delicious, and I'm glad we split it. Yeah, that's a really big beer to to be trying to drink by yourself. It's like a really good stout, but it's like 14%, so it's not one that you just sit down and drink by yourself. If you do, your liver is much better than mine. (laughs) Or worse. Or worse, yeah. So shout out to Southern Grist. We really are enjoying the beers as always. Yeah, we've been hauling. We've had this one for a little over About a year, year and a half. Yeah, two years. We always try to bring beers back from the States legally. Don't worry. Yeah, always legally. Um, Okay, so we thought we would talk to you guys about our Christmas travels. Yeah. So typically we always travel for Christmas. We did last year, we did um, an episode about all the places that we had been for Christmas and we ranked them based on food and nature and culture. What we enjoyed, what we hated. Yeah. Uh, and we've we've been really lucky to have some incredible Christmas travels, and this one was great as yeah. well. Uh, so we kind of have stipulations about, or I have stipulations about traveling at Christmas. And it's if we're going somewhere cold, it has to be Christmassy. It always has to be Christmassy. But only if we go somewhere cold. Yeah, if it's warm, give us the beach and life's good. Or like hiking or mountains, whatever, it's fine. But if it's going to be cold, it needs to be Christmassy. So, we decided to go to Krakow, Poland. Which is very cold. Yeah, it was very cold. Uh, but we were actually supposed to go last year, right before Christmas. And at the last minute, we ended up having to cancel our trip for some other reasons. Nothing to do with Poland. We just It wasn't going to work for us. So, uh, yeah, we got to go this year. And it was it was a blast. It was. It was we, I mean, shit, we always have fun wherever we yeah. go. We always have a good time, but we went the week before Christmas and rented an Airbnb right in the Old Town Square where the Christmas market is, cobblestone streets, horse-drawn carriages, snow, Christmas markets. It was just picturesque. Yeah, and we were the only weirdos that, you know, we show up at 3 o'clock in the morning. It's cold as all get out. Get to the Airbnb, and I'm just like, 
It's like 900 degrees in here. It was I'm so like warm. sweating profusely. I think they had like turned the heat on in advance of us coming and then turned it off right before we got there. Yeah. But we walked in and we were just like, oh my God, it's so hot in here compared to the temperatures outside. outside. So, um, the, when we left Abu Dhabi, it was 77 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 25 degrees Celsius. When we got to Poland, it was negative 18 degrees Fahrenheit, which is negative 28 degrees Celsius. And that does not include the wind chill. Oh, my God. It was a shock to the system because we are just obviously we don't have temperatures like that. It never gets below like 55, 60, maybe at night out in the desert, but really Realistically, it does not get colder than that here. No, it doesn't. Because we were waiting inside the airport. We had a driver, our Airbnb guy, got us a driver to come pick us up at the airport because we weren't sure if the if the trains were going to be running. If yeah, because we taxis. arrived at one something. In yeah, the we got there at one o'clock in the morning. And so I walked outside thinking, oh, maybe the guy's outside. And I came back in and said, mm-mm, not, not doing, doing, doing that again. That. I'm just staying in the airport. I'll see you next week. Uh, yeah, it was frigid. And then uh, our Airbnb driver, or the guy driving us to the Airbnb, he wasn't allowed to drive down the, the main street. Square. Yeah, down the street where we're staying because it's part of the uh, Old Town Square. And so he uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, you just like get out here and then like, you walk here and then you turn and walk there." And we we're like, it's like it's a five minute walk, and it's like, "No, no." Like, I'm sorry, what we we walk in this because we're obviously not in all of our layers. Cause we've been flying, we've been burning up on the plane, but it was just a short walk, and it was okay. But it was a shock to the system, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was a big shock to the system when you come out and you're like, yeah, everything on me is frozen right now. <laughs> like, I think my hair is going to fall out. Yeah, it was really cold. So the first day that we were there, uh, it was the World Cup final match. And yeah. we knew we wanted to watch that. But, like, Krakow's a very young, popular city for a lot of people in Europe. It's very cheap for them to go to. And it's, you know, a bunch of... 20, 21 year olds and so all of the sports bars were just completely rammed yeah we we thought we were going to be smart go you know, to this one sports bar that we found online it's like the best place yeah, to show up early like an hour show and a half early and you couldn't even get anywhere yeah, near the place shoulder to shoulder so we found i think it was a music bar is what the thing was called yeah and they had the game on and nobody was in there and so we went down there to watch the game <laughs> and uh with I mean, people did show up once the game yeah. started. A lot of people showed up there, but um, it ended up being packed by the end of the game. But I think about ten, fifteen minutes in, the sound went out. Yeah, so we were just making up our own commentary. Yeah, so we made up our own commentary. No one else appreciated it either. They didn't speak English, or they were pulling for France, and we were not. So no, definitely wasn't pulling for France. Sorry, French. Yeah, um, but it was quite funny. So we just made it into a game. So because we couldn't hear the commentary. Obviously, yeah. so we made um, a drinking game of take a sip of your drink every time they mention Messi, and so I think if who is if you don't know a player, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that if you had had the commentary on, that would have been a disastrous game. Yeah, because his name was called. Name. Yeah, but just it, it was like we had to wait to see his jersey, and it was fun. Yeah, and then what was it? Three girls randomly pulled out an iPad, started playing the game, but it was like. Five seconds yeah, or five minutes. Behind. Yeah, about yeah. five minutes behind of actually what was on TV. But it, I mean, it was still cool. It gave you like the whistles and the sound yeah. of the crowds and stuff. But and then the like, sound came back on at the very end of the game, like yeah. the last five minutes. Yeah, right, right before the game was over, the sound came back on. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, you know, it's funny, a funny story. Yeah. Um, and then we walked up to the Christmas market afterwards just to walk through it. 
And oh, fun fact about Krakow, Poland, this time of year, the sun sets at 3.30 p.m. And does not come up until <laughs> 8. Let me tell you how much so that dark. messes with you. Like we walked outside and we're like, is it, is it nighttime? And it would be like 4 p.m. Yeah, 5 it's like, oh, so, it's time for me to go to bed. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, but anyways, that, so that afternoon, nighttime, we went to the Christmas market and they have amazing food stalls everywhere pierogies and sausages um they have these like open face sandwiches i don't know how to maybe pieta or something like that was what they're called yeah i have no yeah. idea um all kinds of really good food soups stews clearly i did not do my homework before we started this podcast it's okay i got you okay um and we decided we were going to get, so they had like pork steak. Obviously, no. we live in Abu Dhabi, so pork is harder to come by and more expensive. And so we just don't, we don't eat pork very often anymore. Um, and when we went, we were like, oh my God, they've got pork sausage. Pork, pork knuckle. Pork knuckle, pork steak. We're like, can we have all the pork items on one plate? And so Daniel said, yeah, let's get it to go. We'll take it back to our Airbnb because it's literally one block away. I could see it. And Natalie said... No, I want to eat outside at the Christmas market in negative 28 degree weather. Yeah, so I'm standing there freezing to death. It was quite chilly. Trying to eat. But the pork steak was delicious. And I think one of the reasons it tasted so damn good. It's because I was so cold. Because we're, I was cold too. Come on. Because we're both freezing. Uh, But yeah, so that was our first like afternoon and night. And I think after that, we just grabbed a beer and then. Headed back. I think I had mulled wine or something. Yeah, you got some mulled wine. And yeah. So I have no idea what I got. The Christmas markets. They're they, phenomenal. Yeah, they're, they're just really like sweet and special. Yeah, they set up in this little square, and the square is not big. It's it's not like a lot of city squares that are massive and they just go on forever. But uh, they just set up. They do it right. They put a little stage up front. You go out there, and then there's a guy playing the trumpet. There's some kids doing this. And yeah, the some kids Christmas doing care. singing was yeah. really cute. And, you know, they, they get up there, and it's amazing that all the songs are, I thought was amazing, all the kids were singing the songs in English instead of Polish, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, the Christmas market was just wonderful. All sorts of, like, handmade things, lots of hats and coats and scarves. I bought a hat the first morning. The um, gloves. Gloves, things like that. Yeah, it was really good. I loved the Christmas market. If I was going to do that, I would be selling socks. Lots and lots of socks. <laughs> our, lots and lots of feet, wool socks. Our feet were a bit cold on the first day. So I went there knowing I had to buy boots because I didn't have any um, that were appropriate for winter that didn't have heels. Yeah. So I knew I had to buy boots. So the first day I did go uh, buy a pair of leather boots and they are fantastic. And then I went going, hey, I bought these boots in Kazakhstan. They'll be great. Uh, I think you got them in Armenia. Armenia. Excuse me. I got them in Armenia. Thinking, oh, yeah, these will be great. Granted, I've not put my feet in them in five years, but it's all right. It's and put them they on. slowly disintegrated within 48 <laughs> hours. They were just like. Leaking. Leaking. The holes. I had holes in the side. And I was like, yeah, I got to go buy a pair of boots now. Oh, we didn't mention that before, the whole week before we got there, it snowed. Yeah. And then it was so cold when we got there, just kind of froze all the snow. It was really beautiful. Oh, it was gorgeous. Um, But it was very cold. And so walking through it, your feet would get. Very wet. Because even the streets still had snow and ice all over them. They. Yeah. And they like, do amazing jobs of like cleaning sidewalks and streets within. Yeah. It snowed, I think, 18 inches before we got there. I don't know. 20 inches, whatever it was. 
by the time we got there the next morning, the streets were clear and all the sidewalks pretty much were cleaned off. The main ones, yeah. yeah. But like once you got off the main square, it was a little sketchy, but yeah, it but is I'm saying, what like, it is. Walking through it, you yeah, you're still walking. Yeah, you're still walking through um, snow. And so yeah, we went and got some new boots. You got them, then I had to go get them. Yeah, they were great. Uh, one thing I found really interesting in Krakow, so they have a lot of really beautiful architecture and um, some really old churches. They have uh, Catholic churches and they have Orthodox churches. And I don't know. I don't know where you're going with it. A lot of different types of churches that we saw. Oh, yeah. A whole bunch. Um, And this summer, especially when we were in Europe, we... You could just freely walk into them. All the churches because we really... They're just so beautiful and so ornate and uh, just really special to get to visit and see somebody else's place of worship and see the artwork that's been done and... um, well, and just say, oh, damn, that, I keep doing that. I'm just getting so excited. excited. <laughs> uh, it's, it's really neat, to, especially in countries like that, to see how stuff's made it through the wars and over time and so forth. Yeah. I think. But in Krakow, we found that unless you were going in to pray. They didn't want you inside. You, you couldn't go inside. And so you asked somebody, you asked somebody local about what's yeah. the deal. Well, actually... I don't know if you want to lead into this or get into this. Uh, Natalie decided to get sick while we were gone. Oh, yes. It was just a conscious choice to say, you know what? Today seems like the day to have strep throat. Yeah, while I'm on holiday. Yeah. I was not happy about it. No, she was not. She was very pissed off about that. You should only be sick when you can take off from work. That is the (laughs) rule. You should not be sick when you're off work or when you're on vacation. Yeah. So she wasn't feeling good one morning. And so I fixed her some hot tea and coffee and I was like look I'm just going to walk around the city and get some pictures which was pretty cool because if you get up early in the morning like like I said before sunrise 8.30 in the morning <laughs> there's nobody out You, yeah I mean you've got I mean literally you've got f- free roam of the city and uh, I was out walking I was walking through some random park and uh, this lady stopped me and asked me if I spoke English and I was like yeah and she had a bunch of kids with her and the kids just wanted to to talk to me in English. They're like, she's like, this is how we try to teach our kids different phrases and stuff in English. So they talk to native English speakers when we can, because she's like, I can teach them English, but it's not like my first language. So we stood there and we talked and this, that, and other. And I was like, so I was like, you know, what's, what's the deal with the churches? You know, the, a lot of the signs say, if you're not, if you're not in there for prayer or mass that, you know, don't come in. And then you realize that there's twats in the world that go in and try to steal stuff or take stuff out of the church. So they pretty much made it to where if you're not there for prayer, you're not allowed inside. Yeah, which I I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I respect them. You have to protect yourself. So, But yeah, they were really mm-hmm. beautiful from the outside. And we got to go in a couple. Um, we went in lit a couple candles. But yeah, we always, always light candles in memory of those that we love. Yep. Um, so some other things that we did in Poland, we did a lot of walking around, lots of wandering like we normally do. And I can only imagine seeing the city. I mean, it was gorgeous with covered in snow is beautiful, but seeing this city in the summer with all the green areas they have, I can only imagine how beautiful that is. Yeah. We walked this one park. It's very picturesque. And we were saying like, imagine being able to like 
have a picnic or yeah, just sit down, and, sit down, and, and enjoy it. Yeah. Because they, like I said, you don't want to sit down on a park bench that's got eighteen inches of snow on it. No, you do not. Although we did see people do yeah. that. People would just like scoot the snow out and sit right in the middle. I'm like, Mm-mm, not happening, brother. I ain't but, sitting down anywhere. But I think people who uh, who live there or live in cold temperatures, they're used to that and they have the gear for it. Yeah, I we live in Abu Dhabi. We don't have the gear for it. And I'm definitely not used to it. I got way too much mud on my body to be. Like, yeah. Although we did, we did have pretty good gear. Yeah, I mean, we had decent. Yeah. I mean, thankful to, we didn't to freeze my, to death. No, we were okay. Thankfully, my friend Joe let me borrow her um, like thermal merino wool base layer, and then I have a really nice wool blend coat that's like quite long. Um, yeah, just lots of layers, and then you found like a. I didn't find it. Oh, you sorry. found it. I found a puffy down jacket at a store here for Daniel. It's like one of those that rolls up and goes into a little pouch. Yeah. Also works well for a pillow on the airline. Yes, it does. Um, but yeah, so we did lots of walking around, lots of wondering, lots of popping into here and there just to warm up. Oh, yeah. The first couple of days, you just kind of like, you go walk for 20 minutes, kind of like, oh, that looks like it served something. I'm yeah. not sure what Coffee, it is. Coffee, tea, water. Yeah. You know, so we we're going lots, inside. We did lots of that. And then... Um, so, of course, we like to find good food, good drinks when we travel. And one of the things that we did, obviously, Poland is known for their vodka. Yeah, and the vodka bars. And so we found a really cool vodka bar. May have gone there more than once. Will not say. No more than seven. <laughs> no, we did not go seven times. That's um, why I said no more than seven. Um, but anyways, you go in and you get a flight of vodka. They have all these different flavors. This place had 50, 50 different types. Yeah. Which um, is a lot of, I mean, that's a lot to choose from. Yeah, so they have um, like a little paddle for the flights, and they put six little glasses, and they look like tiny goblets. They were very cute. And I think when we did it, we got six, and it was a 55 Polish Zloty, which is like 12 bucks. Yeah. So around $2 for yeah. a shot of vodka. Um, but you can either shoot it, you can sip it, whatever. Uh, but we had all these different flavors, and it was really fun. So we had... Lemon, fig, coffee, caramel. The yeah. caramel one was so good. But, like, you wouldn't have a lot of it, but it was really nice. It was Yeah, like, one sip was, like, an, more than enough for me. Two sh- two of them were good enough for yeah, me. Yeah, the whole shot was good enough for yeah. that. Um, my favorite one was actually blackcurrant. Yeah, I liked the... Fig. The fig, yeah. The fig was just kind of like... It was enough that you could feel the burn, but it was sweet enough and smooth enough that it didn't hurt, yeah. if that makes sense. And then uh, they had one that was moonshine. That they we, said it was Tennessee moon, and they, they have never been to Tennessee. It smelled like moonshine. I did not have that one. The people next to us had it, and they let us smell it. That's not weird to smell somebody else's drink. No, not in a random restaurant. Um, but yeah, so that was really fun. It was a tiny little pub with like crooked wooden stairs going up. Car- carrying a flight of six shots, what could go wrong? Yeah, it used to be a house that they just turned into a restaurant. Yeah, it was really cool. I liked that place a lot. And then we went to several craft beer bars because obviously that's not something we can have a lot of in Abu Dhabi. Um, and there's no like true craft beer bars like there are in other places. No. Um, not yet, anyway. Yeah. Hopefully and soon. One of them, I, I wish I could remember the name. I'd tell you never go there. In Poland? Yeah. The one where there was... We were the, there was three people there, including the bartender. 
Oh yeah, and they like wouldn't serve us. Yeah, like, they did, but like they were like basically like laughing at us because we were I don't not know. Polish. I don't know. It wasn't. It, it's weird though. It's like you're in a tourist area. You should get. It doesn't matter. But ninety nine percent of the Polish people were very cool. Yeah, everybody was really nice. Um, but the our favorite one we went to was called like multi QT or multi QT or multi quilty. Yeah, the the, the staff there. Everybody in Poland that has a restaurant or a business that deals with customers should go talk to this staff mm. because that is the best customer service I have seen in multiple countries. Yeah. They had like, what, like 20 taps? Yeah. And the bartender, you know, me and Natalie were standing there talking, just kind of like, you know, this, that, and other. And he's like, hey, yo. And I was like, oh, damn, this guy actually speaks really good English. And he's like, don't be scared to ask. He's like, if I don't know the answer, I'll find it for you. And I was like, I yeah. like this. And he was kind of like, oh, just like, tell me about your style. Like, what do you like? And yeah. then I'll find something for you. And then he was like, you know, these are our regulars. Yeah. And these are the winners. And these are just one-offs that we'll never get again. So you can try any of them. And he's like, you know, you can sample them. And they had everything from, what, four ounces to 16 ounces. Yeah. They had like a small, medium, and large, which is really nice. Because usually I just want a small of one type so I can try multiple types. Yeah. Which was really awesome. Yeah. We liked that. And then they had good food, too. They had, like, loaded fries and stuff. And the um, the decor was neat. Yeah. It was, was kind like, of couches and chairs and yeah, and eclectic. Yeah. I think. Krakow, and I may be wrong, and people Krakow may get mad at me, but it seemed kind of hipsterish to yeah. me. I don't, it, at least where we were. Yeah. And yeah. I think, actually, the um, the other side, the Jewish quarter, is supposed to be more that way. Yeah. We only went over, we went over there a couple times, but honestly, at night, it was getting so cold, and that was a 30-minute walk for us. And Yeah, when you're walking outside and it's 18 below with a 10 to 12-mile-an-hour wind, you yeah. just kind of like... That's a long 10 minutes. Max walk is is more than enough. Inside. Yeah, but, and then when you go inside, you've got to like unpeel all it your layers. It takes forty five so. minutes to get undressed. And yeah, it's kind of like oh. Lord. But I did. I really liked um, that beer bar. Yeah, and I would. The, and the vodka bar. I liked both of those a lot. I recommend them. To yeah, everybody. I would, the beer bar. If you're if you're a craft beer person, and you really want like really cool service. Now, when you walk into the place, going to it, it's kind of sketchy. It's kind of like there's there's no way there's a restaurant or a bar up here. But you're going up these weird staircases. Yeah. And above the staircases is residential. And then there's a, above them is like some oh, cocktail. Oh, there's a cocktail bar. I wanted to go, but we I was sick, so we didn't go there. Yeah. It was called Mr. Black. It was also, they may be owned by the same company, actually. They had kind of similar decor. Yeah, but this craft beer bar. Like, we went one night, and I was like, I'm glad I did not come here the first night, because I would have been here every night. You would have been there the whole time. Yeah. So, sometimes when we go a place, you know how it is, like, when you're traveling for a week, and you're only in one city, we weren't doing day trips out of the city, and we thought, like, this is our holiday time, it's been so busy leading up to that. Uh, We had had stuff every single weekend, and so we thought, like, we just, we want to relax for part of it, and so we would go to a craft beer bar, take a deck of cards... Sit there for two hours yeah. and play cards. Order some drinks, order some food, play cards, just talk, just yeah. have fun and relax. So uh, that's what we did a lot of the time. Yeah. And that was greatly enjoyable yeah. until you got sick. and Yeah, that wasn't very fun. Yeah, that is what it is. But, you know, she got sick, you know, uh, shout out to Poland's the pharmacy. pharmacies. Yeah. They got some really good meds that you can just buy over the counter. Thank goodness. Yeah, they were they worked very well. Um, so, if you're familiar with 
Poland and that area, you'll know that the um, concentration camps of Auschwitz and Birkenau are right outside of Krakow. And um, we really wanted to go visit those. It's very important to us. And we actually had to push it back. We were supposed to go one day and pushed it to the next. Supposed to go that day, pushed it to to our last day there um, because I wasn't feeling well. And we finally got to go on the last day. And um, it's about an hour... 20-ish, Yeah, hour, hour to hour and a half, depending on traffic and roads. Um, we were in like a small bus. We went through uh, Get Your Guide, the website or the app where you can app, book yeah. different tours. And it was fantastically organized. Yeah, they, um, those people are very organized. Yeah, we've used Get Your Guide. I think they actually partner with local tour companies, but we've used Get Your Guide in multiple countries to book things. Yeah, but here they were just like spot yeah, on. everything was really organized. Um, it felt like we left so early. It was 7 a.m. when the bus left, but it felt, because it was pitch black dark, yeah, I mean, it felt it, like 3 in the morning. Yeah, we're walking there, and it was like, oh, I wish this coffee shop was open. I wish this coffee shop was open. Yeah. I wish this coffee shop was open. Um, but, yeah, so we get there, and then they you get a headset, so your guide can speak in a very, like, low tone, because obviously it's a very somber environment where you don't want to be like really chatty and And you don't want to be loud and disrespectful yeah so everyone has their own headset and you're just listening uh and she or our our guide was a female and she explained place by place where you were going what what the what the original design was what happened what happened there um and i know for a lot of people going to those places are not high on priority for them but if you Oh, it's sad. And I think a lot yeah. of people don't want to just, they don't want to go find, seek out things that make them sad. But I know that like we both agreed, it's really important to see these things and to acknowledge it's not that, it wasn't that long ago. 80 years ago. Yeah. Um, and also like my grandfather was in World War II. I always taught um, World War II and Holocaust literature in my English classes in America. It's just, you know. It's very, I don't want to say it was amazing because obviously it it was so sad, but I'm so glad that we went. It's one of the most powerful things I've ever seen. Yeah. And, you know, by the time you walk around and you see and you do, um, and the lady that was, that was giving our, our tour, she was, she was spot on. I don't know how these people remember all this stuff because I would never remember any of it. Um, but I was listening to, listening to a talk to another guy. Uh, right in front of me, and he asked the question that I was going to ask, where are you from? And she was German. Yeah. And But she was doing the tour through Outswitch, being a German that was living in Poland, and that just 110% blew my mind. Yeah, I mean, she was, I was she like... She was really fantastic, and you could tell, like... She was very passionate about it. Yeah, and I, I can only imagine how many times she's given that exact same tour, but the emotion was there, and it yeah. wasn't fake, like... Um, but it was, we won't go too much into it because it is a very sad thing and we don't want to make it like, this was so much fun. No, it definitely Um, would. I mean, I'm so, it's the best thing we did while we were in Poland. Yeah. I greatly enjoyed it. Don't think I would ever do it again. No, it was, it was heavy. By the time, you know, we were there five hours, four hours, whatever it was. four hours. Four hours. And by the time that we left, I literally felt like I can't do this anymore. I was I was to the point to like I'm just going to walk back to the bus and wait on and not that that I didn't respect or understand or 
whatever. I was just physically and mentally to the point to like, I, 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 I can't hear any more of this. Well, it's just and so it, much and it was, process. And it was four hours of my day. I could not imagine people that spent six to ten years well, or six. Four, yeah, four. Four, four to six years, later. excuse yeah, me. Just, four to six years doing that. Even people who spent a days there, it was just. Yeah, it was, it was very heavy. Yeah. I'm really glad that we did it. And it was extremely moving and extremely heartbreaking. Uh, and I'm so thankful that they still do a memorial every year on the anniversary. And one of the coolest things is is once Outswish and all of that was liberated, the first people that started like bringing people back in as a memorial as a memorial were actual survivors of Outswitch, which yeah, hello. Could you say that you were a prisoner there? Then less than two years later, you're trying to explain to the world that we cannot let this die. Yeah. We need to keep this alive. We need to keep it in the front, in the forefront of people's minds. Yeah, I don't know how those guys did that. Yeah. They, that's some strong-ass people right there. It was really powerful. If you're ever in the area, or there's other options um, oh, yeah, in Germany, but yeah. if you, or even uh, in D.C., going to the Holocaust Museum, um, we know those things aren't like fun activities to do, but really important. So we would encourage you to do that. Yeah. Um, and afterwards, we had that hour and a half bus ride back. And honestly, you just needed it to decompress. And that attempt, was the best thing. Attempt to process what you had just seen and what you had just witnessed. So anyways, that was really heavy. So we go back in. We get back to our Airbnb. We get just kind of like We just needed a rest. Yeah. yeah. I jumped on the couch and sit there for, I don't know, a couple hours and just... I think I slept. Didn't think about anything, really. Yeah. You know, we just hung out in the house for a while, just kind of like trying to forget everything. Not forget everything, but just trying to process and just deal with all of it. Yeah. Uh, and also at the, time, at the same time thinking like how lucky we are. You know, like we think we have problems and like we we absolutely do not no. compare to that. You know, it's just it puts everything in a different perspective and makes you really appreciative. Um, so that was our last day and we were supposed to go on a pub crawl that night, but it just didn't seem fitting for like what we had done that day and, and how everything. you so, were feeling yeah, and how I was feeling. So we ended up going to um, just like this small Italian place and it was a fantastic dinner. Yeah, great food. Yeah, great food, great service. Just, yeah, uh, the staff. There's another place the staff was just yeah. kind of like really they quaint. Were, yeah, and they were spot on. They they wanted to know what you like. Do you have allergies? Do you do this, this, and this? And it was just kind of like they were very on. Yeah, it was really good. And then, um, so the next day, we need to be at the airport by nine thirty. I couldn't remember what time we needed. Yeah, we needed to be there at nine thirty. Our flight was at eleven fifty five a.m. We fly Wizz Air, which is a budget airline out of Budapest, Hungary, but they have uh, they fly out of Abu Dhabi, so we use them all the time. They're great. It is a budget airline. The seats do not recline. It's not the most comfortable. You have to pay for extras, but we love it, and we have the privilege pass. Fully think it's worth it. We're not sponsored by them, but honestly, I wish they would sponsor us because... I absolutely love Wizz Air. Yeah, I think they're amazing. Um, the staff is some of the funniest people you've ever seen. And like being a budget airline, they put up with so much. Yeah, but they... Uh, but they're really funny. Yeah. So we fly them quite often. But you can get such good deals. Case in point, this summer, we flew from Montenegro to Rome for $12. And we flew from Milan 
to Budapest for $9 yeah. each. But still, like $9. Yeah, it's a free flight, basically. 20 bucks we flew. Yeah. To a different country. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, anyway, so we know what to expect with Wiz. And we get to the airport. Krakow's a fairly small airport. Yeah, fairly easy to get around. Yeah, and um, they have a small little terminal for domestic flights and then a small terminal for international flights. The lounge, because we have lounge access, so the lounge is in the domestic side. So I develop a tapeworm every time we fly, so I've got to Not literally, by the way. But yeah, he has to eat everything. Yeah, I'll I'll eat like 10 million calories that day. Yeah, it's like he doesn't know where his next meal is coming from, so he just has to eat. All the air, disgusting airplane food. Hey, it's good at the time. Or all the expensive airport food. So, yeah, lounge access is really good for us because then we get some snacks and drinks. Um, but that day, I think we just went in and we grabbed, like, some sparkling waters and stuff like that. And then and I had uh, some type of salad. Yeah. And then we went to our gate and we knew it was going to be a full flight. It's Christmas Eve. Everybody trying to get somewhere. Yeah, everybody's trying to get somewhere. And so we lined up to board... I think boarding has to be like 11.25. So around 11 a.m., we're like the front of the line, and it's packed. Everybody's, like once somebody lines up, everybody starts everybody to Everybody gets up. in line. 11.30, they come out there, and um, we they weren't making an, any announcements in English at the time, but we could tell something was happening, and the screen switched, and it was like, your flight has been delayed to 12 o'clock. I'm like, that's five it's minutes. five minutes. Like, that's not, not that a big, big deal. deal. And then the guy's like, oh, no, no, no. It's like 12 o'clock tomorrow. tomorrow. And we were like, oh, you mean like midnight, like tonight? And he's like, no, 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 like 24 hours from now. And we were like, oh, man, like it's Christmas Eve. Like we just want to get home. We wanted to be in our apartment on Christmas Day with our Christmas tree and each other. And just we didn't have any plans, actually. No, we just had to have no like plans. A, a relaxed day together. Um, but of course. The majority of people on that flight, they either had a connecting flight somewhere. Or they were trying to get there to see family. Yeah, they were trying to get somewhere to see family. Or they had pre-booked big Christmas dinners that cost a ton of money and they had paid up front. And all of that just went out the window. Yep. So, uh, shout out to Wiz Air because honestly they handled it so well. We were really lucky because we were in the front. We went up and asked what was going on. And we didn't have any checked bags. So if you had checked bags, you had to... Go, go, to, collect your go bags. collect your bags. But we had to take a bus basically just across the street to get back into the arrival side of the airport. Yeah, we just made a circle. Go th- back through passport control. And that guy looked at me like, what the? He was like, it says you left today. And we're like, yeah, but we didn't. And so they just put like an X through our, or three lines yeah. through our stamp. It was kind of strange. Anyways, so we get to the customer service counter and there's probably only 10 people in front of us. Yeah, give or take. A- yeah, and then the 10 people that cut in front of them. Yeah. It was like a giant family, but whatever. That's a different story. Um, but, I think some people were probably in that line about three and a half hours. We were there for less than an hour. Yeah, like 40 minutes. We get up to the line and we're thinking, this is a budget airline. They're not going to give us anything. Yeah, we're staying at the Motel 6 of <laughs> yeah. Krakow. Airways Motel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, we ended up getting put in the airport hotel, which was a Hilton, and it was so nice. Which was brand new. Yeah, like I would say like a four-star hotel. At least a four-star. It was so nice. It's connected to the airport, so we just walk out the door. And, and just walk across walk the street. Straight across the street into the hotel. They gave us dinner vouchers. We got an amazing breakfast. The room was so good. Like, it was honestly. like It was an awesome it was fantastic. hotel. Now, obviously for people who had missed things. 
they yeah. were pretty disappointed. But for us, we're like, hey, we've got another night. Let's make the most of it. So we sat in the lobby bar. We played cards. We walked around the hotel. We walked outside for a bit because the hotel was quite warm. Um, walked through the airport. Walked through the airport. Nothing was open on Christmas Eve. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we just made the most of it. Watched a movie. And then the next day, had, they had an amazing breakfast spread. Like, yeah, that was a yeah. breakfast spread that I was I was expecting. Like, you know, you get like a crow bagel or something. Yeah, nothing. But especially being on Christmas Day, it but felt no. it felt really Christmassy. They had Christmas carols playing. There was a big tree. There they was had waffles. They had uh, omelets, omelets, bacon, eggs, all the different types of pastries and porridges and uh, like fruit and yogurt and meats and cheeses it was really fantastic yeah it was very good yeah so then we're like okay we're full we got our bags packed we're gonna check out and go to the airport and fly home we'll get there early enough because we didn't know if we had to go through check-in again or not we stood in line but we did not have to do that they Um, gave us the same boarding passes that we already had yeah so we go through security we're like let's go to the lounge so, get something to eat. We'll just sit down for, you know, an hour. And yeah. Just, like, we played cards again, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did play cards. And uh, I had a couple of glasses of bubbly, and we're like, all right, time to go. It was like 20 minutes before our gate opened. It's kind of like, all right, let's yeah, walk back let's there. let's go through passport control. Because, like I said, we're in the domestic side, so you just, there's no passport control. There's nothing like that. You go through security, you go to the left, and that's where the lounge was, and then to go to the international you got to go up and you queue up and there's like four little desks that you they have there for passport, l- control. for passport control luckily they're all four desks was open every time we went up there yeah it oh, wasn't both times we went up 10 there. minutes or something so you didn't wait very long so we were thinking we're gonna walk through here and go get on our flight yeah that did not happen <laughs> the minute that we walked through passport control. Literally, they were like, stamped our passport and gave it to us. We walked through and it and flashes. Your flight has been delayed by three hours. Yeah, and we were like, no, but we were in the lounge. And now there's we can't go no back. way to go back to the lounge because you cannot sneak back through passport control. No, it would cause problems. So we did find a table in this random airport cafe, the only airport cafe that's there. And we watched people order very questionable sushi. <laughs> Man, I was really questioning yeah. people's life's decisions then. Yeah. Like, I mean, some airport sushi may be good. And not to but when the crack out airport. fresh salmon. I'm like, where did you get it? You're, you're, the, you're in that, Poland. That's in Poland. <laughs> where did that come from? There is nothing fresh about that salmon. Um, I mean, maybe they were all right. Yeah. yeah. I Any, wouldn't order it. Anyways. Um, but yeah, so we just sat there and hung out. And played cards. Played more. cards again. And um, watch these guys in front of us. And I, you know, I'm not going to knock anybody's drinks. You know, drink whatever you want. I don't give a damn. But I've never seen guys mix so many energy drinks and beer. Yeah, they, they were they like a, half they beer. Had like Ten energy drinks, yeah. and there were five of them. And they were like the like the big like twenty ounce was. Yeah, so it was oh. half beer, half energy drink, and I was like. That, that just seems, seems like, like a bad idea. Like, and you're fisting to get on a plane, so what do you need for so six much energy? hours or five hours? Yeah. yeah, I was like, you don't need that much energy. It's a plane, <laughs> damn. You, you just go, sit you there. Are you gonna like use yeah. your arms to flap like? You know, if it's like you want to get behind us and push, I mean, <gasps> I don't know, but these guys were just all, and they loved it. And I was yeah. like, to me, that just seems like a headache in a can. So we entertained ourselves at the airport by guessing how long these guys were going to be up for one. Yeah, and like just you know. 
Chatting and being silly, things like that. Laughing at some of the odd requests people would go up to the counter and ask. Yeah. it's Airports are good for people watching. Oh, they're very good. But it's good. also fun. Like, you look at people and you're like, oh, I wonder what, what they do for a living. And I wonder where they're from. And I wonder... Why they're doing here. Or where yeah, they're going like, next. Why are they in Krakow? Yeah. Anyway. You see a plane take off. Where's that plane going? Yeah. Where's that plane coming from? Yeah. So you just sit there and have fun. Or yeah. we have fun. We have, we have fun everywhere we go. But, you know, you could be really grumpy in those situations, especially on Christmas Day. Nobody wants to spend their Christmas Day in the airport. And, and I greatly feel for the staffs, especially when a flight's delayed on Christmas Day. Everybody's cranky. And especially delayed from the day before. People just take the piss out of them. People get pissy. They make bad faces when they take that really strong drink. Whoa. Sorry, excuse me. But you've got to remember, these people are just doing a job. And they've got to work on Christmas Day, too. They're, they're not in control of the flights. They're not in control of the yeah. wind. They're not in control of the weather. They're just doing their simple job. And you see so well, many people. Complicated job. There's, well, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, they're just there trying to make a living. And you see so many people take the piss out of them, which just pisses me off. Yeah. Because well, like, it is not their fault. And this was, you know, minute compared to what was going on in America at the time well, yeah. of the flights. So. Um, like if you were struggling through that, we are very sorry that you had all those insane yeah, delays. I, but I hate that for you. As we said, you know, we were really lucky because we didn't have any plans on Christmas Day, and we would have preferred to not spend it in the airport. But it but was we fine. were in a very nice hotel. I mean, yeah, bed the hotel super was comfy. The like, airport was fine. It could have been outside. Yeah, you know, it could have been way worse. Yeah, so we were good. We got on our flight. We are so lucky we got the seat between us was empty on the way there and on the way back on yeah. a completely full flight yeah so nobody was in between us so yeah. we was Daniel was able to lay down and take because the seats don't recline so that way daniel gets a lot of leg room and i get to lay down yeah and sleep um yeah so we made it to our apartment at eleven forty-five p.m on christmas day and christmas day for us yeah so i ran inside and turned the christmas like as soon as we walked in i ran inside and turned the christmas yeah, tree lights suitcase on suitcase sitting in the front door yeah, but I had to turn the Christmas tree lights on while it was still Christmas. Yeah, literally. I had to walk her in the suitcase. Oh, and I was my like, gosh. I know how it's the you, end of the How did you make How it? did I survive? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so we turned the Christmas lights on, quickly changed clothes, and we called our families. Yeah, trying to get a hold of, well, for one, trying to get a hold of my family. That's like there's, a trying of, to, there's a lot of them. That's herding cats. Yeah, so we got to talk to every, most everybody, and yeah, yeah, that that was our Christmas trip. Went to bed at like 1 o'clock and... Oh. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> Fun Christmas and exciting. Was Over and done, done with. Done and dusted. So. Yeah. But yeah, so we just wanted to share our trip to Krakow. I would definitely go back in a different season. I mean, it was beautiful in the snow and the Christmas markets and everything, but I would like to see it at a different time of year. And there's still, you know, several things right around in there I would love to go do. But The salt mines yeah, is something I really wanted to do, but since I was sick for a few days, that did not And, and not you know. You can't do everything every country you go to. You always got to leave just a little bit so you, you want to go back. come back for. Yeah, you want to yeah. go back and see it. Absolutely. All right. I think that about wraps that up. Yeah, so if you would share with us, what did you do for Christmas? Yeah, tell and us what you did. Yeah, what'd you do? Did you travel? Fun, exciting. Did you family? Did you run from family? <laughs> if you did, I don't blame you. Stop that. <laughs> I mean, we ran 8,000 miles away, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Not from our families. They just don't happen to be here with yeah. us. Um, 
But yeah, hope you all had a wonderful Christmas and are having a good start to the new year. And we'll talk to you soon. We'll see y'all later. See you. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, share it on social media, give us a rating and leave a review. These really help us. Follow and connect with us on Instagram at Our Wayward Life and reach out to us with any questions either through social media or email at ourwaywardlife at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.